Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Home and Home. We are back. Home and Home, a radio.com sports original. Ross Tucker joined by Aaron Hawksworth today in studio. Our palatial studio. I would tell you the exact address, but when I leave, I don't want all the paparazzi and everything. It's somewhere in the lovely city of brotherly love, Philadelphia. This studio is really awesome, although I got a text, Aaron, from uh, my buddy, Dominic Gallo, who's watching. He said, the vibe on your show is funny. It looks like a dating show with the dark purple cityscape backdrop. Looks like a prom picture scene in the background. So, Well, your regular listeners and followers might be a little thrown off. I mean, it's a little bit different from what you know. Yes, yes, do. there's no question. So speaking of pictures, it's not a prom picture, but Tom Brady posted a picture on social media last night, and it was just him. And honestly, Aaron, I looked at it really closely I'm not sure you can 100% tell if he's walking in or out of the stadium. It's clearly Gillette Stadium. There's no words. And social media, like I learned a lesson there. Social media went crazy Mm -hmm. talking about what exactly the meaning of it was. Adam Schefter tweeted like an hour later or so that it's not really – a had nothing to do with football. That's what he said. I don't know if people believe that or it's not. It's Super Bowl week. Tom Brady is not that stupid. This was calculated. What? So, t- so tell me your theories or possible theories. Okay, so it is tough to tell. Like the one leg that's kind of bent. I mean, I've been looking at this and analyzing this. Yeah, you texted this. me like his one knee. I didn't notice anything. This one leg, it looks like he's walking away. The way it's – but I don't know. Did they Photoshop? Well, hold, hold, hold on a second. But walking away towards the stadium. Is that what you're saying? Or walking away towards us? Away from the stadium. Oh, towards, towards yeah. you. As in possibly retiring or going to another team. Or you too can have this fantastic shoes at Uggs. Or I, exactly. Or I think he could be just playing with all of us and he'll be back with the Patriots again. Of course, Tom Brady, where will he land an unrestricted free agent for the first time? It's March 18th, right? One of the comments was hilarious. He's like, bro, like it's not even April yet. Why are you posting this picture? It's, uh, it is kind of weird. That, I mean, he doesn't do anything that's not calculated like he knows how big of a deal he is he knows the deal so when he posts that he's doing it for a reason and again it could be an ad it kind of rubs me the wrong way though that he kind of tried to steal some shine at super bowl week interesting like why are you doing this now so you had to just are you upset that you're not in the super bowl you just had to insert yourself into this conversation somehow aaron let me uh let me explain something to you okay i play with tom brady no one is allowed to say anything bad about him. 
Oh, we're not going to get along well on this show. You don't like Tom Brady? I don't hate him. I don't. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't hate him. That's basically like saying I pretty much hate I'm him. I'm sick of him. I'm sick of him. Did, did you have bad experience with him? No. No, not at all. Actually, he was really cool to me the, the time I met him. I don't have any problems with him just as a fan. I'm excited that he's not the Patriots and not in the Super Bowl right now. Okay, I think that's fair. I, I, I actually would love to see him go to L.A. I think that would be a really cool situation with the Chargers. Um, I think Tom and Giselle, uh, the brand, the TB12 brand, I think that suits him in L.A. I think I, I'm ready for something different. You know what? I, I'm kind of with you. It's nothing I, personal with Tom. I'm just sorry to interrupt, but no. I just, I'm just so sick of seeing the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Well, a lot of people feel that way. <laughs> and it's interesting because, because I played there in 05 and 06, I like when the Patriots and Brady win the Super Bowl because it makes the fact that we were teammates and I snapped them the ball. Like it makes me like a, like, tiny, yeah. bit, a tiny bit cooler. Right? You feel like, like you a tiny get bit a cooler. Ring too. This is a legitimate story, okay? <laughs> when I got signed by the Patriots, it was like midway through the 2005 season. And my sister called me that night. Mm -hmm. Gosh, this is like, we've been doing this show for like five months. This is the most I've ever mentioned my sister. This is crazy. <laughs> so, anyway, so my sister calls me that night. She said, Ross, did you meet Tom Brady? I said, yeah, Bryn, like I'm kind of on the team. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of had to interact. I, I, a little I was snapping to him. She said, what, 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 what does that mean? What does that mean, snapping to him? I'm like, you know, I, I'm a guard center. I was snapping the football to him. His, she said, so his hands were in your. I said, yeah. She said, I've never wanted to switch place with you so bad in our oh whole life. Oh, my God. She went there. Wow. She went Your there. Your sister's the real MVP for that one. Yes, she, my sister does not mess Was around. Was that awkward of being the brother? You're like, you know, I really No, we just laughed. She, she, I mean, she's married with kids. I'm uh, just like, kidding. But we, we just laughed about it. But I can see uh, how she would feel that way. So, okay. But I want to go back to something. Okay. You said you don't hate him. That is more that is more than just you're sick of the Patriots winning. That is like there's something else there. Is he too perfect for you? Is he too pretty? Maybe, maybe. That might be it. I think that's fair. Like my we, we might get into this later, a little hint here. <laughs> but my wife, I don't know how to quite take this. My wife does not like like um guys like Brady or Jimmy Garoppolo. She says she doesn't find them as attractive as supposedly she finds me because she says they're too perfect. Mm. They're like too pretty. Like That's too, interesting. Maybe right, that but, is But weird. I'm always like, how am I supposed to take that? You know what I mean? Like you like me because I'm not as good looking or as attractive as those guys. Well, like, did you marry up? Is that what this is? No, but I'm like, I'm like, what, like, what, what, what the heck does that mean? What, what does that mean that you? Does she think she's a ten and you're like a seven or a six? Like, I no, I, I guess she just, um, just, you know, I think, I think she likes like a. Uh, a man's yep. man. Yes. Well, I, I recently saw a poll like where women prefer like dad bods. Maybe it's something along okay, those okay, lines. Okay, okay, okay. I think we're on to something okay. here. She, okay, now this is my wife's truly unique here, okay? She doesn't I wouldn't say she likes dad bods, but she thinks like rippled abs, she thinks that that's 
like gross. She doesn't like that. And she, you know, when we met. I don't discriminate either way. Okay. So when we met, though, (laughs) I was 310 pounds, right? She likes big guys, and she'll get critical of me if I lose too much weight. She'll be like, what is that? What is that? I can feel your rib. I can feel your bone. I'm like, babe, I'm 253 pounds. You know what I mean? She's like, no, I can feel your bone. (laughs) So she likes bigger guys. You know what I mean? So maybe that's part of it, too. Uh, but she doesn't like – she grew up in Millinois, Pennsylvania, like coal region. Like they all go hunting. Like She likes like a man's man. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? She doesn't want um, a, a pretty boy who knows exactly how to dress. You know what I mean? Like she kind of likes – I don't really know what's cool or what yeah. to wear. Yeah, you know what I mean? I like she doesn't want like – uh, you know, I, we need to go shopping, babe. I need to buy the latest, like, J. Crew or whatever. Well, J. if, Crew's like, a probably man lame, takes longer know. to get ready than I do, I don't know if I'd be around for that or if a man knows way more about fashion. I don't know. I mean, I might be a little annoyed with that, perhaps. I could see that. My sister, though, my brother-in-law is very fashionable and really into it, and my sister really likes that. Yeah. So my sister's totally different. Like, my sister and I would not have – she would have wanted me to step up my clothing game, and my wife's not like that at all, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah. Why would you listen or watch anything else and have all kinds of commercials rather than great content without standing guests like Super Bowl champion head coach Dick Vermeil? Dick, it's Ross Tucker, Aaron Hawksworth – Always great to talk with you, Coach. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, my pleasure. How are you guys doing and ladies doing? <laughs> great. Yeah, we're doing awesome, Coach. Uh, I guess I want to start. Aaron and I were talking during the break about your wine. No joke, Coach. One year at the broadcast boot camp, they gave out the the bottle, the Vermeil wine bottle uh, bags. Anytime yeah. my wife and I go to a BYOB place, we put a couple <laughs> bottles of wine in there. So I am repping the Dick Vermeil wines everywhere I go when we go out to dinner. That was an awesome gift. Thank you so much. Well, I appreciate that. And our, our wines, like some football teams, have gotten a lot better. You know, we haven't made the Super Bowl yet of the wine world, but we're getting close to the playoffs. Does there get to be a little competition? I know Drew Bledsoe has his own wine. Um, Will Blackman's getting into the wine business now. Do you guys, like, you know, have a little competition when it comes to that? Oh, yeah. Damon Heward and uh, Dan Marino have their wines, too, which I purchased. Uh, Yeah, in fact, we are featured in uh, Wine Spectator this week. But anyway, uh, you know, uh, some of us like to find a way to lose money. That's all. (laughs) Dick, that is awesome. I love it. So speaking of the competition, Dick, I I wanted to ask you something I wrote about this week as it relates to Andy Reid and the talk about his legacy, the talk about the Hall of Fame, and does he need to win a Super Bowl in order to be a Hall of Fame coach? And it's funny, Coach, I I wrote about one of my former coaches, Marty Schottenheimer, and I wrote about Dan Reeves. I wrote about you. In my opinion, being able to have success at multiple places like you did, Philly, St. Louis, Kansas City, or like Andy's done, or Schottenheimer, or Dan Reeves, as a guy that played for a bunch of teams, coach, I find that more impressive 
than winning one Super Bowl in Pittsburgh like Bill Cowher did, or even back-to-back like Jimmy Johnson. I'm not saying that they're not deserving of being in the Hall of Fame. I just think it's really impressive to be able to do it at multiple stops with different groups of men. And I, I wanted to get your thoughts on how difficult it is to start from scratch multiple places and get them to the Super Bowl like you did. Well, you know, uh, Ross, it all depends on what kind of organization you enter, what state uh, it was in when you took over. But I agree with what you're saying, not because you use me in the same context in your your own opinion in regard to who belongs in and who doesn't. Uh, you know, those guys that were selected this time, they belong in the Hall of Fame. I think Marty Schottenheimer does. I think Dan Reeves, you know, there is no criteria. You know, uh, Marv Levy, God bless him, a great coach, four-time Super Bowl coach, lost all four. Bud Grant, four-time Super Bowl coach, lost all four. They're in the Super Bowl. Dan Reeves, four-time Super Bowl coach, lost all four with two different teams. Uh, so, you know, you don't know what the criteria is. The criteria is who gets the vote that day and how vocal uh, your representatives are, if you have any, you know? So yeah, I don't sit around and worry about it. I really don't. Uh, if it happens great, if it doesn't, it doesn't change my life in, in any way. It doesn't change the opinion I have of all the players who were good enough to, to win for me and with me. Uh, you know, you just sort of move on because you don't control it. But uh, I agree with your, your, your evaluation process. I think it's interesting how um, it was a 19-year gap for you between your Super Bowls and a 15-year gap for Andy Reid. Andy Reid's like an old-school coach that many people love and respect, yet he's kind of adapted this new-school style, and I love that. I love what he's doing with the Chiefs and their offense. What is your assessment of how Andy Reid's really adapted? You know, I like to use an automobile as a comparison. You know, 15 years ago, let's say Andy was driving a Cadillac. Every year, that Cadillac technology gets a little better, a little faster, a little more horsepower, stops better, has automatic beamers, has automatic safety brakes, it has all those things. Each year, it gets a little better. And since Andy has stayed with the same scheme, he's done the same thing. Each year, he's found a little way to tweak it and make it a little better, a little more explosive, a little more horsepower, a little more RPMs, a little better braking power, a little better acceleration power to put it into a product of today. You know, and I just think being a, have a great philosophy like he's always had and stay with it, correct where you uh, the things you did last year that really didn't work and that weren't as good as you thought they were going to be and move on. And uh, nobody has done it any better because not many people have stayed as long as Andy has to help it get better. So he's a Hall of Fame football coach without a doubt. Okay, without a doubt. Both teams I coach, he's coached. He's done a better job than I have with both teams. And you call him a Hall of Fame coach, you call me a Hall of Fame coach, but Andy's done it better. We're talking with Dick Vermeil, who in my mind is absolutely a Hall of Fame coach here on Home and Home, a Radio.com sports original. You know, Coach, you're one of the few people that can actually answer the question of what it will feel like for Andy Reid if the Chiefs do win. Is it relief? Is it pride? Is it joy? 
because you went to a Super Bowl with the Eagles and then 20 years later is when you won one with the Rams. And that's a somewhat similar time frame to what Andy Reid has in this Super Bowl for the Chiefs. What were your feelings after you won that Super Bowl with the Rams and how do you expect Andy to feel after Sunday night if they get it done? Knowing Andy as I do, I would say his first feeling will be humble. It, you know, it's hard to describe. You know, I, I'm one of the few guys that have won one and lost one, so I know there is a difference, you know, and I'm not, that's not even a joke. You know, it's, there's, there's a sincere difference in the feeling, and the winning is much better. But uh, I would say that Andy will be humbled, grateful, respectful of his players. He'll give credit to everybody else. <laughs> he'll thank the Hunt family for bringing him there. He'll, he'll thank the fans, and he'll be very, very sincere. Yeah, I ju- you just know. I mean, they're not. There's not a. Everybody asks me, "What's Andy Reid's number one quality?" I say, "Well, he's authentic. <laughs> if you know him, you know him. There's no artificial bone in his body, <laughs> and he'll tease himself about the weight." I've shared some meals with Andy and some great conversations over the years, and now we just text back and forth. And uh, you know, I- I'm willing to bet. Right now, in the National Football League, starting with Bill Belichick, the best ever coach, that 95% of all the guys that have really coached this game for a long time are pulling for Andy Reid to get that stigma off his back that he can't win the big one. In our business, Ross, you know this. You've been around. No one ever gives a coach credit for taking a team as far as he got him when he gets beat somewhere in the playoff. And if he hadn't been coaching them, that team wouldn't have gotten there. They always say, well, he can't win the big one, rather than saying, God, no other coach could have gotten this team where he got it, you know? Totally agree, Coach. Um, and you're preaching the choir on that one. I guess my question for you, Coach, would be, what would it have been like for you if you didn't win that Super Bowl? If you hadn't won, uh, would you feel a void? Like, you, don't, you know, what, what will Andy feel like if they lose and he doesn't ultimately win it all like you did in St. Louis? You know... Again, and maybe I'm wrong, but I would say Andy has lost something far more important to him than a Super Bowl game, his own son. Okay, I, I think he knows what a loss is really defined by. And I think he would be disappointed. I think he'd be appreciative of what his team and his staff did to help him get there. And I think within an hour or two, he'll be looking forward to get, trying to get it again next year. Uh but I don't see him going into a state of depression. Uh, I don't see him uh, magnifying the loss any more than he would magnify uh, the win. You know, he's just, he's so stable, a lot more stable than the guy you're talking to, okay? And he has the great emotional stability, which I, I really didn't have this emotional stamina and stability to last long years of that. That's why I took breaks in between, I think. I don't know. I, every once in a while, I evaluate that within myself, try to figure it out. But, uh, you know, I'm sincere with saying that. I, I think Andy, will, if he gets beat, he'll move on and come back next year and probably win it. That's, that would be his attitude. That's a good point. Coach, I'm curious, the greatest show on turf, the high-powered offense you had with that team, do you see any similarities with this Chiefs team? Yeah, I do. You know, I question whether that this team – has five Hall of Famers on it. You know, we already have three off that 
team you're talking about in the Hall of Fame. Isaac Bruce is probably going to go in tomorrow night. He's in the finals three times. Torrey Holt is in the finals for the second time. So we could end up with five tomorrow night. If, if not, it'll be four Hall of Famers tomorrow night it's in the fifth one a year from now. So, you know, it, it takes unbelievable talent to be as explosive as that team was at that time. Mike Marson, my offensive coaches, Jim Hannafin, uh, you know, all those guys, Al Saunders, Wilbert Montgomery, uh, John Masco, those guys, uh, uh, they did a beautiful job of coaching that football team. And uh, I, yeah, I don't know which team's the best. I think we had a little more talent than Andy has right now. Now, the quarterback is totally different. This quarterback can do everything that Kurt Warner could do, plus the running ability and those innate uh, scramble-around type throws that he makes. You almost, you know, if I were coaching him, I'd almost wish the protection would break down and get outside the pocket and run around and find a guy for a big one. (laughs) It's amazing how well he does that for you. Um, I keep going back and forth on who, which team I think will win the Super Bowl. My one question for you is with the Chiefs, they've had to play from behind. Do you think if they get down to the Niners in this Super Bowl that they can do that again and overcome that? You know, it's a good question. That's one worry I have. I don't think they can allow the 49ers to get ahead and play the kind of game they'd like to play. Run the frickin' ball. Nobody has run the football in the National Football League as well as those guys have. And it's the old-fashioned way, Ross. It's the old, those offensive linemen have their pads down. They're coming off the ball. There's weight on their forward hand. They come off together on combo blocks, knock the, the two technique, the three technique, the five technique off the line of scrimmage, then go on to the second level and shut off the linebacker better than anybody in football. That's why the everyday average running back can run so well behind that offensive line. Nobody really, or very few teams, teach those schemes, blocking schemes anymore, and those fundamentals. And I think if they allow the 49ers to get ahead and to play their kind of game, they may not get the ball back often enough to score enough points to win. Yeah, Coach, totally agree. Absolutely love watching the Niners up front. We're talking, of course, and wrapping up with Dick Vermeil, legendary Super Bowl champion head coach who – Uh, It's an absolute travesty in my mind is not in the Hall of Fame. I don't understand it, uh, but hopefully someday that'll happen. Coach, the last question is something that Aaron and I have been discussing earlier. I met her for the first time today right before the show, and I'm kind of like you, Coach. I'm emotional. I came from a family that were very passionate. We, you know, hug each other, laugh, all that stuff. And I have now found out that Aaron's the same. My instinct coach told me to hug her when I met her for the first time. But I had an employer recently say, no hugging, just shake her hand. So I I shook her hand. Would it have been okay to hug her, or was the handshake the right move? I would have hugged her and kissed her on the cheek, okay? Now that might be an offensive move. But anyway... That, I'm I'm that way, you know. I, I I don't know. Maybe it's the Italian side of my family or what. But my family was always like your family. I didn't, we didn't shake hands. We hugged, shook hands, and hugged at the same time. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we got joe shasky the butcher boy out in san fran and we've got cody Taft from 610 sports radio in kansas city Joe loves when you call it San Fran. He absolutely loves it. I love it. San Fran. All right. Joe, Cody, <laughs> thanks for coming on the show. Joe, we'll start with you and the San Fran Niners. Um, <laughs> the football five. We want to get, get your thoughts, Joe. We're gonna just, you're going to have an opening monologue. Don't make it too long. But why are the 49ers going to win this game? Well, it's very simple because the 49ers have been the most battle-tested team this year. They've got the most physical, fastest defense in the game right now. We know that defenses win. But 1 through 53, they are the best team in the NFL. I also think that they have the best, most bright, young, up-and-coming coach in the game. And after the 49ers win the Super Bowl this weekend— the only person that will be staring up at Kyle Shanahan is going to be Bill Belichick. He's going to be the guy at the top of the rung, and then right below him will be young Shan, a.k.a. Kyle Shanahan. I'm telling you, the 49ers are going to run the ball. They're going to out-hit Kansas City, which is what they've done every single week this year, and they are going to be hoisting Lombardi come Sunday. It's, it's shocking to see. And, yes, it was ludicrous. It was ludicrous who dropped the song, I've Got Those, in different area codes. From the 415, you guys. Let's go. Oh, he from the 415? That is nice. All right. That is Aaron. I am Ross. It's okay. We threw our millennial producers off. Now we go to Cody. Cody, you get a chance to retort to Joe, who reps San Fran so well. Well, first, I mean, having an up-and-coming head coach is nice. Uh, the Chiefs already have that. They don't need 
he doesn't have to be up and coming. He's already one of the greatest coaches in the league already. I could have probably just done this with two words. The Chiefs will win because Patrick Mahomes, he exists. He is far better than what the 49ers have at quarterback and Jimmy Garoppolo. And while the 49ers, honestly, might have a better roster, one through 53, the Chiefs' top end is better. Their offense is better. And I know that people seemingly still have that idea in their mind of last year's Chiefs defense, a defense that really struggled a lot. They let up less points this year than the 49ers. They might have let up some more yards. All right, fine. They let up less on that end. And so for me, if they can stop Derrick Henry, and I saw him on Radio Row yesterday, he's a giant human being, then I think they'll figure out a way to stop the run scheme for the 49ers. So I feel good because they've been able to stop the run when they needed to, especially in the back half of the season, and they have the best offense by far. I mean, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, McCole Hardman, Damian Williams, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, there is no answer to stop them. You don't – it'd be like, we're just going to play sound defense. and do, No, that's – you're just going to have to give up 30 and then figure out a way that you can score 30, and most teams aren't capable of doing that on an everyday basis. And so with the Chiefs, I just – they're outscore you. They're just a – they're as good of a team as anybody, one through 40 for sure, and their top in talent is unmatched. All right, I have a question for both of you. Um, I know how you feel about your teams, but I'm curious, with the Titans beating the Patriots, Tom Brady puts out that cryptic picture on Instagram. Could this be a changing of the guard? Did the Titans end the Patriots dynasty? No, it's Tom Brady couldn't stand that Jimmy Garoppolo and Patrick Mahomes were getting headlines, and so he had to put something out on media day of Thursday. I mean, I love Tom Brady. He's a Bay Area boy. He's the GOAT. I mean, he's the greatest quarterback who ever lived. There's no question about it. But he's a glory hog. I mean, the guy's got egomania that we've only seen since LeBron James, for example. It's, it's unbelievable. I love Brady, but Brady, just for like 72 hours, just go away. Can you just go away, let Jimmy, let Patrick Mahomes have this moment? Seriously. He did mean tweets. He did the whole group. He just doesn't like not being busy during Super Bowl week. Like, that's it. I'm going to post a cryptic photo where you don't know if I'm coming or going in a dark hallway and hope people talk about me, which obviously we are. So in some way it is working. But the Titans absolutely ended it. The Patriots dynasty is done. They're not good enough anymore. Tom Brady's not good enough anymore. And I'm not fearful if he goes to another team either. I know that there's rumors he'd go to Vegas. But like, great, I guess there's two more wins against the Raiders every year like the Chiefs get anyway. It doesn't seem like it would change anything on that end. It ended, but yeah, it would be nice if we could just talk Mahomes and Garoppolo for the week. Yeah, you know what? It's funny that you say that, Butcher Boy, because that is what Aaron said earlier. She didn't like the post by Brady. She felt like he was stealing the thunder of the Super Bowl teams a little bit. Here's the next question that you guys should have a pretty good feel for being in the cities that you're in. Are there going to be more Niners fans or more Chiefs fans at the Super Bowl on Sunday, Joe? Well, there's going to be more 49er fans. I mean, let, let's be honest. Missouri isn't necessarily known for their uh, you know, liquid assets like we are here in the Bay Area. We, we've got expendable cash. And when the ticket price is $6,000 uh, a pop, you know that these tech bros out here are going to be flying one way down to Miami to celebrate. I'll, I'll tell you this. I know for a fact, seen from my timeline, 
Anybody who's anybody is down there except myself because I want to party here in the streets of San Francisco off of Mission Street when we hoist that six Lombardi. I don't want to be in foreign soil. I want to be loyal to where I'm from. We are going to party up and down the streets. I, I don't even drink, Ross. You know this. And I got two bottles of Moet I'm ready to pop because there's one thing I take massive umbrage with. It's that the 49er defense can't stop Patrick Mahomes. Front four, front four with pressure, no blitz. That's how you win Super Bowls. Ask the New York Giants, ask the Tampa Bay Bucks. Heck, ask the Seattle Seahawks of a couple of years ago. This 49er front four is coming from Mahomes' ass. Y'all better be ready. It's, they have to all four be on the field for it to work. That's the point. I just, first, Mitchell Schwartz has allowed exactly one pressure in 90 pass protection attempts this year, so I don't worry about that end of it. They're good. Yeah, the front four is good. I mean, it's a concern. But there are going to be more fans in Miami. And that's because what you said. Great. We're going to have like 12 rich tech bros down here at the game sitting in box seats. Chiefs fans are coming down here just to be in Miami. They just want to be where the team is going to be. They're going to be here because they'll travel no matter what. Yeah, we don't have as many people with the deepest pockets. There are plenty enough deep pockets in KC. And just loyal fans who want to be here. It's been 50 years. You think you're going to miss out on a trip to Miami? 50 years? No, no, no. They'll be down here. There'll be a lot of fans in Miami. Quick question for Joe. One of my favorite rappers since we brought rap up at the beginning of this segment. E-40 is my guy. Will he be at the Super Bowl? That's the most important question. 40 Water, the Bay Area mascot? Absolutely he's going to be out there. And to be honest with you, to go real deep, we've got some unfinished business. You know, Mac Dre, rest in peace. Fizz Lord, myself, he, uh, he he passed away in Kansas City about 15 years ago. So, you know, this area, San Francisco, the Bay Area, we got beef with Kansas City. It goes way back. And then don't forget my San Francisco Giants in game seven, beating Kansas City in Kansas oh, City to down. knock off the Royals. Absolutely, E-40 is going to be there. He's going to be dripped in, dripped in sauce, dipped in butter, real ragooey. I'm telling you, the boss man, 40 Water himself, will be front row. I guarantee three or four music videos from this guy coming out of this week. Absolutely, he's there. You're, you're going to be talking about Mahomes like we talk about Bumgarner. You're just going to be like, why wouldn't he just stop beating us for a minute? Because that was the feeling like, good God, is this guy just available every day? Mahomes is going to do that. It's, it's that crushed spirit. That's what he does to people. Remember when he just let the Texans get up 24 because he wanted to know what it felt like only to have the lead by halftime? He's that kind of killer instinct player. He's just He makes you feel bad because you seemingly never have an answer for what he does. All right, guys, quickly, each one of you can give your score for the Super Bowl. Joe, you go first. Yeah, it's going to be 37-31 49ers. They're going to get up early. Kansas City's going to chase. They're going to gas out this defense in the second half. But it'll be all for naught. And, and and once again, Andy Reid, one of the great minds of the game, is going to be basically the Dusty Baker of the NFL. He'll get you as far as he possibly can. But for whatever reason, this guy gags him away in the big games. I mean, what's his big-time moment? Honest to God, what is the big signature moment for Andy Reid? It's gagging stuff away late when it matters the most. That's what this guy hangs his hat on and I think this team is going to be tight I think they're going to have lemon booty and I'm telling you right now you have never seen a pass rusher as relentless as Nick Bosa and I think that this secondary is going to out hit and out physical that elite wide receiver core because I saw that first half of the Texans y'all wanted no smoke 
from the Texans in the first half of that game. You guys were soft. And then Bill O'Brien gagged it away with that punt play. That will not happen with young Shan. Kyle Shanahan, Robert Sala, two of the hottest coaches in the game right now. Mark the tape right now. 37-31, Niners win, going away. And I'm telling you this right now, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the most eligible bachelor in all the land, and Nick Bosa will put himself at the forefront of America. He is the next Michael Strahan. Mark it down right now. Niners for the W, baby. What Jimmy G is going to do is throw a pick because that's what he does, throws bad picks. He's going to throw a bad pick late, and that's why Kansas City is going to win 35-28. Mahomes doesn't throw picks. He doesn't make mistakes. That's on your guy, which means – and I know that, like, okay, great. The Chiefs don't run the ball. They don't have to. They'll just keep throwing it relentlessly. And while they do have the pass rush, they don't have the cornerbacks who can hang with what the Chiefs do offensively. They can't do that. And they don't – you know, teams just don't score 30 every day. It's not as easy as it is for Kansas City. The 49ers are going to struggle. They're not going to have the same run game they had before. They're going to turn the keys over to – Jimmy Garoppolo, and like Chris Jones said here, he's like, oh, we want to put it on Jimmy Garoppolo's shoulders. You know why a defensive end is willing to say that about Jimmy Garoppolo? Because they're like, great. If it's in his hands, this guy's going to screw it up, and we'll all feel good about where we're going home today. Because if they get the run game going, yeah, maybe there'll be problems, but that's not going to happen. They shut down Derrick Henry. They can sure shut down Raheem Mostert. They, the, the 49ers try to cut him like six times. So at the very least, no run game means Jimmy Garoppolo has to outdo Patrick Mahomes. And Jimmy Garoppolo's done that exactly once, and 49ers fans won't stop talking about it. Oh, he outdueled Drew Brees one time in the last two years. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, Mahomes has gone toe to toe with everybody for every year. So, Chiefs win 35 28. If you're driving, make sure your seatbelt's on or pull over because it is Nick Costos time, the human ball of energy. This guy makes coffee nervous. Nick Costos, unbelievable. Always good to talk with him. And Nick, I usually make fun of your hair, but yeah. I'm actually kind of digging it a little bit today. I think I think it looks good. Well, I appreciate it. Howdy doody. You look like you just you just got your first communion in that outfit you're wearing right now. So you look great. Aaron, though, great, great to be on with you, Aaron. Forget about Ross and like the big bulbous units he's gonna put on Super Bowl 54. Aaron, it's great to be on the show with you on a football Friday. So nice to finally meet you. I've heard so many good things. Despite the intro from Ross, he does say good things about you. <laughs> no, I know. Ross is my guy for a really long time, so we love Ross. All right, so Nick, we have a question that we've been going with today uh, that we did not know we were going to be going with until 20 minutes before the show when I met Aaron for the first time. And everywhere I grew up, like the way I grew up, Nick, like I'm a hugger, right? Like I hug people. And so my instinct was to hug Aaron, but I've had a recent employer say, yeah, no, you can't do that in the workplace. No, uh, whatever it's called, sign of affection or touching or whatever, right? So I didn't, I just gave her the handshake. Your thoughts on whether a hug would have been okay or not, what would you have done, hug or handshake? You know, I like to do like, you can't do the full hug in this day and age. You, can't, you just can't do the hug. So like the hug, the hug is off limits. But what you do, I think, is a little bit like the lean in and like the kiss on the cheek. But really the kiss on the cheek just becomes like a touching of cheeks. That's probably what I would have done. So it's not like a hug. It's more like a, hey, nice to meet you. And that's the end of it. That's what I would have gone with. For oh, hugging yeah. people. I don't want to get hugged by anyone, dude. There's like a global virus walking around right now. And you want to hug people? Like stay as far away from me as possible, please. All right. So dude, if I saw you though, 
I would go like, I think, I, I'm picturing, if I saw you, because I haven't seen you in person in a while, I think I would go up high like this, and you would go up high with me, and then I would bring jump. you in and give yeah. you like a, a bro hug. Like It would be one, two, uh, three. It's, yeah, minus the noise. Yeah, if you're going, uh, there's no <laughs> hug, there's no physical contact between the two of us. But yeah, dude, I, I give you a bro hug, sure, but like, you meet like a woman for the first time in the workplace, you can't give her like a, the full hug. It's just like a little, you know, the peck on the cheek, and that, that's the extent of it. And no, uh, like this, what is this, tennis? Like you're Rafael Nadal? No, no grunts. No grunts. Aaron, See, I don't do have a problem with the hugging. I, I Listen, I'm not going to report you to HR. You're, you yeah, but somebody might. But maybe you would. Maybe you would. <laughs> I'm on the record. That's true. If I was the shady, and maybe I'm baiting you right now. Maybe yeah. this is all a trick. I think you two yeah, should hug. I think you two should hug it out right now. You don't on know the who set. you can trust as well. I mean, sometimes you think you're cool with someone, and then you don't know if you cross the line. So best to just stick with the handshake. Maybe. Yeah, but what do you think of what Nick said of pulling you in and and rubbing cheeks? I think that's worse than a hug. Oh yeah, I mean, well, we it's not a, well, well, it's not a I have a beard. You want to rub me? cheeks? You want me to be like? It's hey, it's Aaron, not it's not it's not a rub. Like what is this? It's not an Eskimo kiss with cheeks. Your cheek? First, it's, it's, first it's, it's a handshake, touch. then hug, then the kiss. But... Costo, see, you're wrong. You're wrong. Well, like it's not a cheek rub. It's not like an Eskimo kiss. It's like a, like a, like a touching of the chip, like that, with like a kiss, and then the, the lips go to the side. So there's no lip on on skin contact. It's like a little like like little deal like that. I don't. know, Maybe that's awful. Give, I don't know. Give someone a kiss before a hug. That's like. But it's not. It, well, it's not a kiss. Again, it's like it's like a fake sign of like affection. Like it's like a like a fake hello, good to meet you. It doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. It means like a handshake when you meet a guy for the first time, and then like I don't even remember what his name is two seconds after I meet him. It, it literally means nothing. Maybe you know what? Maybe what I'm gonna do is just stay in my apartment forever and never say hello to anybody. You know what does mean something, Nick? In 48 hours and 10 minutes, I will be on your show. You better. You bet special Sunday edition. You will be live in Chicago. It's available on the radio.com app, as well as a ton of radio.com affiliates around the country. So literally, we are 48 hours and 10 minutes right now from me coming on your show. Do you want to tell us some of the bets that you made so we know what to stay away from, and then I'll <laughs> give the bets that people should actually make? Yeah, we can do that. Um, I just want to throw out there, I, I made money on the Super Bowl already. I got the futures on Kansas City at 8-1, to one, so hedge with the San Francisco 49ers. So I feel like I'm going to be a winner there. I mean, I feel like I've already guaranteed myself a win against the spread for Super Bowl Sunday. My favorite prop bet, and Ross, we can talk about this on Sunday as well, but curious what you think of this. I kind of think people are sleeping on Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit in the Super Bowl. And I'm not insinuating he's as good as Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, he's not. But I, I think he's going to he's gonna throw for over 240 yards in this game, and that's, that's his prop right now. Over 240 and a half for Jimmy G. Niners are going to have to come out throwing a little bit. This ain't going to be like what they did to the Vikings in the divisional round, Packers in the championship game. They're not going to bludgeon the Kansas City Chiefs in this game the way they did those other two teams. So I think Garoppolo is going to have to throw. I think the Chiefs are going to score some points in this game. My favorite prop bet, Jimmy Garoppolo over 240 and a half yards. And um, as far as the total is concerned, I'm looking at the first half under 27. Now it's either 26 and a half or 27 in most books right now. 27 is the number you want to get. It becomes much less appealing at 20. 
26. 27 is one of the key numbers. Kansas City has started slow for most of the season, including both of their first two playoff games, divisional round against Houston, championship Sunday against the Tennessee Titans. I think it stands to reason that both of these teams will be feeling each other out in the first half of this game. So I'm looking to go under in the first half, under 27, and then I think things will probably open up a little bit more over the final 30 minutes of the game. Right, you're speaking my language. I like you already because I had Jimmy G with the props. Completions, I like the over. Yards, I like the over. Touchdowns, I like the over. Um, I think that obviously he only had those eight pass attempts. He's going to be put in a position to succeed. I think he's going to be able to He'll have more than those eight, um, certainly in the Super Bowl. I'm also curious, Nick, what you think about the live betting in this game. Um, Is that a good play? I actually think it is. I think this is a really tough Super Bowl uh, to call against the spread. So, like, I have, we haven't had really one person on You Better You Bet over the last two weeks who's, like, stood up on the table and pounded the table and made a case for one side or the other. Everyone pretty much acknowledges, like, this is a coin flip game. And look, like, some people win their bets, some people will lose. But it's very difficult. So I actually think the live market might be, might be a way to go here in the Super Bowl. So, like, if the Niners fall behind early, let's say, I like San Francisco in the game. So that's my lean for the game. I think the Niners will win the Super Bowl. I'll take defense over offense in this instance here. If the if the Niners go down early, I'm probably going to look to live bet San Francisco here. Conversely, like let's say the Chiefs fall behind a little bit here, right? Like they did in the championship Sunday, let's say against the Titans. That live bet was basically Chiefs at a pick'em at that point when they were down 17 to seven. Um, if that's the case on Super Bowl Sunday, I'm going to look to bet San Francisco because I don't think the Chiefs are built to come back against the San Francisco team. So I actually I think it's a great question by you, Aaron, and pretty sharp on your part to, to like to know that about the live betting for this game, where I actually think the opportunities against the spread are better live than they are pregame. I think it's a very, very tight line pregame with the Chiefs right now, a one-point favorite. He's never said it was a really good question to me or Dave. Never. So he's either I don't like you guys. Or he's trying to kiss up to you for some unknown reason because he has never said that before. I will say this, Nick. I'm with you guys on the Niners. I'm with you guys on Jimmy G. I think he's going to be the MVP of the game. I I really do. I, I think that Steve Spagnuolo and the Chiefs are going to sell out to try to stop the run. I think there will be huge holes in the middle of the defense in the passing game with Kyle Shanahan's play-action stuff. I think he's the best in the league at the play-action design. I think Jimmy G has a huge day. The question is, am I better off betting the over, like you said, or better off betting Jimmy G to be MVP? I, I think that's, and actually, I, I want to rephrase the question a little bit. And by the way, the reason why I don't tell you that you ask good questions is I don't like you and Dave. So that, that's why, uh, um, as far as the question you just asked and the over is concerned, I think it's it's less like betting Jimmy G or the over. And I think you could actually get away if you like the 49ers, instead of taking a point and a half with San Francisco, you get better odds if you take Jimmy G to win MVP. Chances are the quarterback's going to win MVP on either team. Mahomes will obviously win it if the Chiefs win. Jimmy G's probably going to win MVP if the Niners win, unless like Nick Bosa has like a Von Miller-style performance like Von had in Super Bowl 50 against Cam and the Panthers, where I think that's actually a pretty decent way. If you want to get away from taking San Francisco and you want better odds, you can get more than 2-1 to one with Jimmy G to win MVP. And it's kind of the same bet. It's not a lock that Jimmy G will win MVP if San Francisco wins Super Bowl 54. But I think, honestly, like, I mean, the quarterback generally wins this thing so I I, I actually think that's not a bad play do you think the total is going to go up more or is it going to stay where it's at now because I was going to wait a little bit see if it goes up and take the under 
Uh, I think that's that's pretty sharp as well. Where I think you know the weekend warrior is going to come and what are they going to want to do? They're going to want they're going to want to bet on offense. That's what we always see. They're going to take the favorite and they're going to want to take the over. So I think that we're going to see money come in on Sunday for Kansas City, and I think we're going to see money come in on this over. We are starting to see though big bets come in on the under of this game. So I don't know how much more it's going to go up. You might be able to get a 55, maybe a 55 and a half, but I don't think this is going to hit 56. So maybe if you see 55, 55 and a half on Sunday, then you can go under. But I don't think it's going to go past that. Hey everybody, it's Ross Tucker. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day from 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time exclusively on the Radio.com app or on the web at Radio.com slash home. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.